Warning, warning. Two idiots are reading SCP files over at the intercom. Please cover your ears and await further instructions. Hello and welcome back to Discovering SCP 100 and episode 84. Yes, that's all right. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Sorry, guys. <laughs> what uh, did I just fucking say? But I at what episode? I said one hundred episode eighty four. <laughs> something like that. Sorry, I can't. I can't even tell because I'm distracted right now. You guys can't see it, but I can see Tanhony in person. Now. Yeah, I've got a webcam. Maybe this will one day be on the podcast. Maybe. Where? Maybe. Yeah. We'll have to think about that. Oh my oh, god! I'll think of it. <laughs> it's just distracting from everything else. I can't even make fun of him if he mispronounces anything today. Fucking beautiful. He has such a kind voice. I, Look at I, him. I already, I, I already have the same <laughs> voice. He has such a kind-looking beard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this <man. is> incomprehensible. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what. This, it's just weird to me. It's weird finally seeing you. Anyway, <clears throat> what are we? How many articles? We have maybe two. We have one at least. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe two maybe yeah maybe. when's the last time we've ever had the high number <laughs> wow. always one. We, get, you know, we get pretty distracted you know how it goes yeah, we get a little bit rowdy on this podcast we sure do <laughs> your eyebrows are just like carrots like points <laughs> I love it oh he's so charming guys alright what are we reading uh, we are reading Thrive to begin with we already read Thrive. No, we didn't. That's the first one. No, this is the last one. In obviousness. Really? Then yeah. we're done? Did we skip any? Uh, no, that, that's it. That's, we're done. That's kind of underwhelming for a canon. I feel like, so, sorry. I don't know. I thought well, this is part of like, the last in the storyline. Oh but my god, one. it's so fucking long. Jesus Christ. He hates reading. He hates reading. I, I do. I hate reading! <laughs> Uh, that's why we call it. Oh yeah, whenever yeah. we post anything, like, oh, it's so fucking long. Dude, I did I tell you by the way, I've been winning recently. A little off topic, okay, tell me but about um, it. I I saw my niece recently on my dad's birthday. I went to go visit yesterday, and uh, so I, I I was already winning when my niece got into Pokemon. That was like a big deal for me. Fantastic. I got to shine. But then we were like hanging out, and she was like making a, a Google Doc list of all the games we could play together. And then she was talking about all the stuff she's been getting into. She's been getting into Percy Jackson, and now she's getting into manga, apparently. I was like, oh, we just stay fucking winning this whole time. What manga? Like some, like, manga about cats, I don't remember. It was like some, like, it was like something for, like, children. It was like something for children, which made me realize I don't even understand the concept of manga for children. Because usually, like the young, the stuff I read, the youngest stuff's like shonen, like for like teenage boys and stuff. Mm. Uh, so like I, I didn't even consider that possibility. Reference but Naruto. Just... <laughs> Where's Naruto? There's no ninjas in this. Is like burn the book in like, front uh, of her. This is some kitty shit. Here this you is go. some kid shit. That, that's another thing I realized that made me sad. Right, like growing up now, because the internet I feel like has less and less spaces for kids. It's all like conglomerate and social media. She's like, "What games can we play?" And I was scrolling through all my games, and like none of them were appropriate for an eight-year-old except um. party animals. <laughs> They're all like, for, they have blood and stuff, and like cursing and bad things. No, Isn't it sad? Just... You do not have these games because you are not a child. Is that not an alternate <laughs> explanation? No, no, no. But she's just like, what can we play together? Where and the only game I can free. Shut up the <laughs> RP. <laughs> Put a worm in your eye, kid. 
<laughs> there'd be going, there'd be like putting worms in their eye on the playgrounds. Yeah, I, I, it was like Minecraft and fucking party animals was all I could think of. I was like, those That's are Terraria. games you could play. No, Terraria's got blood and like cut up bodies and stuff. Does it? It's like yeah, when you like shit, cut up the worm and shit, and, like blood spurts everywhere. Oh, and, like the eye. Sort of thing. It's a monster though, so it's fine. <laughs> she's she's a very sensitive eight year old girl. She is. She's far nicer than me. I'm evil. I would. I kill all the I'm time. Evil pills. Uh, also, also, I have taught her right. Okay. Um, I, it's my fault if she gets bullied. When we play like catch and shit together, I, I, we do like anime attack names. Oh, taught no. her how to do oh, that. Yeah, you like, we, that. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I basically, uh, if she gets bullied. It's my fault. But she's really cool now. So mission successful. Anyway, what were we talking about? SCPs or uh, something? Yeah, five. You were talking about how you hate reading. I hate reading! That's why I have you do it. But, just this once, I'm willing to read for you if you want. We're going to popcorn it between paragraphs? Between, like, scene breaks, I mean? See, look at the influence we have on each other, right? You've shown me the SCP wiki, you've shown me, like, getting more into writing publishing, and I've taught you about the thing that traumatized most kids in the American school system. What was this again? <laughs> popcorn. Because, like, a lot of kids don't oh, yeah. read as well as they should for their grade level. So you'll be... So popcorn... Like, for me, it's not a big deal because I was, like, a reading literature head. But sometimes you'd popcorn to a kid and they'd read it, like, a third grade level, and it was it was just a miserable, traumatizing experience. This is universal. This is not for America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I thought you guys didn't have popcorn in England. We don't call it that, but we have the concepts. Oh. What do you call it? Lentils? I don't think it has a name. It's just... It's Beans! <laughs> You can't have your meat if you don't eat it. Or wait, no, it's the other way around. You can't have any pudding if you I don't eat it. I'm truly deranged on camera right now. You do. It's scaring me. I, I forget I how old you are. Right now, this posture. I, oh, come on. You're human. You're a handsome the posture, chap. I mean. Oh, yeah. You got to ch- fix that. I look like a quadrupedal organism you're, facing Your the back camera. is higher than your head right now. Oh, God. <laughs> Mode like shift. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. No, I haven't read Maiden Abyss. Oh, there's a character that like, snaps the back around. Do I have to read Maiden Abyss now? I heard it was pretty dark. Uh, I've not read it either. Oh, okay. Let's get into anyway. it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Nice. All right. First lines. <laughs> this was it. No more fucking around. <laughs> yeah, just like us. <laughs> The squad clanked behind him, battlesuits shimmering in the desert heat. SCP-3396 hung overhead, a second moon trailing a net of glowing blue across, across the horizon. And that is the original Thrive, thrive organism. It's a, go, it's a balloon, a, a balloon, a blue moon. <laughs> Missed. Yeah. Ahead, SCP-3731 poured out the hotels lining the boulevard. Pram ghost throwers! Spectral emulsifier was too clunky for voice command. Gears ratcheted up and down the left arms of their suits. The Ghost Rose battery was powered by a human heart built into the exoskeleton somewhere, its pounding mixed with Garrett's own, drumming wildly at his temples. He swallowed, tasting sweat on his lips. The blues were closing in. The suit beeped as it shot him up with something that made sharp warmth ooze from his body. Now speakers on. You still have a chance to cooperate. Go home and wait for agent. A woman with bone spears jutting through the tiger fur over her skin leapt to him, spinalic. He's done case 53s. <laughs> yeah, that's a timely worm reference, my friend. Thank you. I know you like worms, so I did that for you. Okay. Aw, thank you. Guys, everybody, give Tan Honey a heart emoji. <laughs> All I can think of on, like, on the camera is like a fucking Nathan Few episode where he like, got the fucking focus group to make him cool. It's like, <laughs> tell me about your foot massage parlor. 
<laughs> now, do you make this all at home? <laughs> did, why didn't we ever? Why did we stop watching audition or whatever? The rehearsal. I don't yeah, know rehearsal. Starts. We got to get back on that. I, I love Nathan. Have you seen his new show, <laughs> The Curse? No, what? The ending is... It, it's not like a reality sort of thing, but it's, it's fucked. It's, what it's, actually, it's actually horrifying. It's a comedy drama. <laughs> I, I saw What's it. What's it about? It wasn't, it wasn't funny, but it was dramatic. <laughs> it was, what? It was fucked. Is it good, or is it, it like it's, bad it's fucked? It's good, it's good, but it's fucked. It has a 2.7 on Google reviews. Yeah. Wait, but, what the fuck? It does, but it has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> What happened? Uh, uh, we can watch it, maybe. Is it evil? It's a little bit evil pills, but... But let's get into what it. What does let's he get, do? Let's get back okay, into this. Okay, sorry, sorry. We're reading Thrive. He <laughs> leapt back, the boosters firing in the legs of his suit. <laughs> a rifle popped to his left and lightning struck her out of the air. All hell broke loose. Mang's rifle spat round after round, bolts cracking down from the sky wherever they hit. The rest of the squad opened up, beams and waves ripping through space alongside bullets and grenades. A person-shaped hole in space bulged and stretched towards the formation, and Garrett twisted his hand in its gauntlet. The stream burst from the nozzle with a sound like a chainsaw cutting through desperate wails. Faint blue lights swirling with pained faces washed over the attacking form, <laughs> ripping away bits of the void surrounding it until blackened bones showed underneath and the figure crumbled. An alarm chirped in his ear as bullets pinged off of him. The suit held as he swept his arm to the right. Oh, congrats, half was under <laughs> the The way your eyes bulge as you open the sun. <laughs> a dead, cloud of birds. <laughs> a tall man in a suit with a knot of gears where his head should have been. A many-armed beast that seemed to be made of plush and free that just looked like people with guns. The hungry spirits devoured them all, bulbs bursting in the streetlights as the remains collapsed. The squad had spread out to his left, falling in between, be, 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 behind Guitarez with his spell Federic. The barrels churned, but the machine made no sound except the tinkling of shells hitting asphalt. Asphalt. Wherever he pointed it. like tinkling it, of shells. <laughs> Pissing where, out shells. <laughs> wherever he pointed it, though, gnashing mouths bloomed and chewed themselves mercilessly. The crowd of 3731, now running, fell in swathes as countless teeth devoured them from inside. Toxin would be reclaimed in the name of humanity. Tucson. Tucson? Tucson. No, I don't have any children. <laughs> it's not that, how would that even work? Tucson. It's pronounced Tucson. <laughs> it's just like you walk on and go, Tucson? No. Tucson? Child free. No, thank you. <laughs> Child free? I'm a Redditor, sorry. No kids. That's what I'm going to tell my future wife. They'll be like, should we have kids? And I'll be like, sorry, Redditor. Look at my uh, subreddit subscriptions, honey. <laughs> honey. honey, I thought you followed me on Reddit. Uh, honey, I shrunk the kids and stepped on Because <laughs> I didn't want them. <laughs> They're subatomic now. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I think you want a board board? Big Bird went. Oh my god. Yeah, Tia yeah, Honey showed me they board. shrunk Big Bird. They it's fucked, fucked him up. up. No one's doing anything. No one gives a shit. All these so called friends on Sesame Street don't care. Don't care. The news yeah. don't care. If the you care about Big Bird, we'll be posting a GoFundMe. What we fucking in the pay taxes for, if not for this shit? <laughs> is, is Sesame Street PBS? No, I mean, because no one's fucking doing anything. <laughs> they don't care. He's citizen! Oh. He's Big Bird's American <laughs> citizen. Where is Sesame Street? 
Uh, <laughs> I think it's he's in America. Hold on. Where is Big Bird an American well, citizen? We can't establish you think. Where is Sesame Street, first off? It's in Manhattan, apparently. And uh, is he there legally? <laughs> due to being diagnosed with a Muppet character. So it's, if it's in Manhattan, he'd be American, presumably. Or, does he have citizenship is the next question. Oh, like if he's an immigrant? Well, well birds do well, migrate, so... Well, yeah, also, he's, just like, he's like a creature, so would they accept him as a citizen? I mean, he talks. But he works. says he's a bird, but he's, like, he's huge. He's important. He's important to the, to the balance of the world. If, you're, if you raise the future generations of America, you get to be an American citizen. But like, you know what the, I mean? But you know, the government wouldn't take any fucking excuse they can get to not help Big Bird. Because he's dangerous to the bottom line. You are fucked up. No, I'm just saying, this is a different respect to them, because they know that he's a threat to them. <laughs> is Big Bird canonically an American citizen? Let's see. Ba, ba, ba. It doesn't say. It's yet to be revealed. Hold on. Oh, Big Bird was an Knoxville citizen, so he's at least a citizen yeah. of Knoxville. No, 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 other way around. He says, uh, it says, I've never been an honorary citizen of any place, let alone Knoxville. But honorary. Oh, no, but he was. I see. Okay. We're wasting so much time on... This isn't even, like, content at this point. The anomalous, you should cut out all of this. <laughs> this doesn't count. I've never been an honorary citizen of any place, let alone Knoxville, Big Bird said in the PBS clip. Someone attending the summer reminded him he was a citizen of Sesame Street's sovereign government, to which he replied, I thought I was just a bird. He knows... Because he knows it's not about countries or nations. It's about... It's about people. Exactly. It's about your heart. What's inside of it? Only Big Bird understands this, and that's why they fucking shrunk it. Must be honest. Do you think? Do you think uh, a child's ever been like Big Bird? Thanks for being my friend. No one seems to want to get near me. He's like, oh, no problem. And he's like, let me open up my heart, and just black ooze starts spilling out onto the floor. But it's kindly ooze. Kindly ooze. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like Zeus. It's like the the goo coalesced and became a new Sesame Street if character. So, I think I think Sesame Street's like a level of like you know, sweet, that, like, if someone tried to make, like, a spooky SCP about it, I would not like it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm all for, like, corruption of, like, innocence type stuff, but well, it's just, like, some things well, have to be immune. You also have to acknowledge they're on a higher level of, like, reality. They supersede, yeah. like, anything we can do to them. Yeah, so, like, you be like, oh, my, my it's mimetic like agent! In, big- in Athens and thinking you can do shit to the gods. Abel would be like, I want a piece of them, and Big Bird would just be like, no. And then he'd you, fall. You would try and Abel would try and like kill him. He would end up in a segment where he helps Elmo teach spelling. <laughs> He's like, "Let me out of here, please, God! Free me from the Elmo Zone, whatever it's called." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Elmo's World, the domain yeah. expansion. But he well, doesn't know oh, yeah, to leave. Do you want to drink your soda, by the way? I can read this next bit. Yeah, take a sip. High up in the clouds, Armando sat on a floating spider web of arms. He looked out at the shimmering orange and purple of the sunrise as the morning broke over the desert sky. About two hundred helium-filled arms nestled against each other, locked in a complex crossword puzzle-shaped kinetoglyph, keeping the whole structure stable. Armando had time to reflect up here. Arms he left down below with his companions would alert him to danger, but they had been quiet recently. The Foundation's pestering had grown more and more infrequent, though no one was naive enough to think they had completely given up. 
Armando tried to remember a time when the Foundation wasn't at the forefront of his mind. He went further and further back. A scared 15-year-old boy sat alone in a derelict garage, shaking. Stupid, stupid! The fossilized pile of toolboxes, car parts, bicycle chains, and assorted junk had collapsed on him. His arm was stuck, possibly broken. Elbows didn't extend like that, he was pretty sure. He struggled to free himself. If he could just get his arm out, he could start putting the pile back together, and then maybe no one would get mad. He wasn't bleeding anywhere, so at least he had that going for him. No blood. The rusty box shifted slightly. Okay, one, two, three. What? He was free, sort of. The arm was, and still no blood. Armando looked at the stump, growing and stretching into a new arm like toothpaste coming out of the tube. He vomited at the sight of the fresh new arm, its freckled red skin blending into his own brown skin at the shoulder. He threw food and toys and a picture of his family in a plastic grocery bag and he ran, and he didn't stop. He wasn't really free back then. He had tried pulling the new arm off, crushing it, hacking it off. All that ever got him was a new arm and a little more desperation. The new arms felt foreign, gross, invasive. They weren't him. He couldn't even control them, just suggest what they should do. He barely felt anything through them, just vague sensations of heat and pressure. Every new one that appeared was a cruel surprise. Human arms of every color gave way to arms of metal and popcorn and wood. It took him a while oh, to accustom himself. No. <laughs> no, Tanhony, you can't have your pudding if you don't finish your meat. Every but new father, day, I want it. Father! <laughs> Every new day he could move the arms a little faster, a little more delicately. Even so, they would twitch and jerk on occasion, as if being moved by someone or something. <laughs> what are you talking about? They go on Twitch TV. Oh, of course. And check it. Uh, by someone or something else. After You know, Twitch used to be good, right? No. Back in my day. I remember the early days when it was just in TV, and I remember there was a stream, and it was just... In just TV. A, a camera set up in a basement and it was like a bunch of dogs and you just got to watch the dogs play and be happy now you have to fucking watch people react to other people's (laughs) what (laughs) the dogs it's the same show they just did a hot tub for some reason (laughs) why is that so funny to me (laughs) what was I doing sorry Uh, After hundreds of attempts, he eventually lucked out and got two arms similar to his own skin and buried the rest. He tried to live normally, or at least as normally as a runaway with no home or education could. He ended up falling in with the wrong crowd, as his mom would have said. They welcomed his arms, gave him a home, but he still wasn't free. Just another tool in a toolbox. Though he decided the roof over his head was worth letting go of any imagined destiny. The stereotypical one last job went south. Bullets flew through the air. A weird purple fog filled the air, probably from the mystery candy catching fire. The buyer had apparently gotten spooked and ratted them out, hoping either corrupt cops or Los Milagros would kill them over the anomalous guns and drugs. Armando hid behind the stack of crates, trying to find an escape. He was not going to die like this. The black vans pulled up. Agents and all black tactical gear appeared and cleared the area. A stray grenade exploded near Armando, deafening him and shredding his right arm. He felt the cells regrowing. Not now, you damn arms. <laughs> Be still my cursed arm. The agent shot the man who threw it, then approached Armando, whose new right arm was now made of tire rubber. The agent spoke into his calm, and Armando woke up in a concrete cell. He definitely was never free in the Foundation. Endless tests, prodding and poking and pulling at his arms, endless gray, endless tasteless food, and neutral, muted, rehearsed lines from the researchers. He almost broke out once. 
He fought back against the people keeping him there, but he lost control. He didn't own the arms. He was a slave to them, a host, a victim of their unpredictability. The rush of a chance to escape weakened his hold on the monstrous arms. Their unpredictability killed an innocent and cut his escape short. What would he even do if he escaped? He had realized then that he could never be truly free, so he let them take him back. And there he stayed. Armando had learned the value of eavesdropping at a very young age. He saw fewer and fewer people working at the site, hushed communications, letters and numbers that meant nothing to him. Something something 96, something something TPK. The evacuation came Total soon Total party after. kill? <laughs> Total party kill, that's right. <coughs> the evacuation came soon after. Every SCP, every doctor, every janitor, every folder was picked up and thrown in transports. He never got to see what the facility actually looked like from the outside. Sirens, followed by explosions. The truck holding his cell stopped abruptly, then began to melt. The wall of Armando's chamber sparkled and turned into salt, which cracked and crumbled and was blown away in the breeze. A four-eyed woman with translucent white hair and skin lowered her goggles and smiled. You coming with us? Or you want us to drop you back off at that site? He took her hand and walked toward his new future. The magical blue matter they had offered him made him feel like he was being baptized. Jesse. Jesse. Every arm... Every arm sang along with his soul. They moved like water at a single thought. He could feel the texture of reality through it. So wait, he had this ability before Thrive? Yeah. And then okay, he got so Thrive just made it. Oh, Thrive just made it good. Whatever had been moving them before was either dead or had fled in fear at the blue-green that now filled him. His new friend spoke of the future, of a new era dawning. The world had been dipped in this blue matter, they said, and it was only a matter of time before it soaked through completely. Still not fully free, with the Foundation doing everything humanly and inhumanly possible to catch them, but Armando felt he was finally on the right road. It had been almost four years since then. Uh, the great tree had awakened, and Armando had watched it rise and branch from his cloud perch. Even now, the beautiful fractal of blue and green could be seen off in the distance, stretching into the heavens. He exhaled and closed his eyes, feeling the breeze envelop him. Look at me, world. And for the first time in his life, Armando felt like he was truly, undeniably free. Popcorn! It was calling them home. It was calling them to thrive. Tilda Moose and the collection of beings that were once Mobile Task Force Sigma Free stepped out of the way, leaving the sanctuary of the library's halls. Once, the land on which they stood was called Chicago. Now it was a desert of obsidian, with not a structure in sight. It was beautiful. It was empty. Moose considered going back one final time. There was nothing forcing them to do this. But curiosity had was what had defined their life. If it defined their death, then so be it. The truth of humanity's nature, its purpose, lay just ahead. Moose could no more turn back than a drowned man refuse her. The group began to rise in the air, half willing the action themselves and half being cradled by the force above. Moose dimly felt the impact as their physical body was ripped asunder by the detonation of the Foundation's final weapon. It was pathetic, really. Bathed in the life above, they were so far beyond this now. The so-called true remnants of humanity had only harmed themselves. As they approached what they knew to be the source of their power, the old warriors returned once again. Would they be enslaved to this being's will? Would their identities be stripped away and fused into a mockery of life? What was the catch? What was the price? Why are you doing this? They whispered with lips of Aether. And then came a bolt of understanding. Humanity was never the beneficiary, the purchaser of this power. This fate, this godhood, had been summoned long ago by whatever forces had born humanity to begin with. And who were they? There was always another secret to learn, now Moose had all the time in the multiverse to find the answer. Should I keep going then, because that was pretty short? 
Do you? Uh, I'll keep going. O five eight looked out at the burning Pacific Ocean and smiled sadly. It's still good, he says. Just one more container. <laughs> An errant formic wave had washed into the sea and had done something to its chemical structure. Turned it into gasoline or something similar. From there, it'd only be a matter of time. Heat was everywhere these days, after all. Literally, as it turned out, a stray flow of magma for a nearby tectonic shatter flowed past the eighth overseer, coming within inches of his shoes. He felt nothing. The shoes weren't even real. He looked up and saw the mutants there, hovering in space and looking down at him, or at least looking down in his direction. He doubted any of them were paying attention enough to see him specifically. But he could see them through the planet's thickening atmosphere, and was very proud that so many of them had survived. In truth, it was all that he had ever wanted, and he considered himself lucky that so many had been saved to carry the species to new heights, or distances he supposed. Space was funny. He had spent so many thousands of years taking care of this absurd little species, watching them grow up, taking their first steps out of the oceans to live under the hot sun. If he was being honest with himself, he'd always be more partial to the ocean-going species, but in a surprising twist, they'd turn out to be less smart than the primates. Or way, way smarter, he guessed, looking at the senseless destruction all around him. It was hard to tell. But in time, he had grown to love them. He bore their sorrows upon his great shoulders so they could keep going without being crushed. He watched in the depths as they built great cities and pushed the darkness back with their every breath. He'd seen great promise in the Foundation since its inception, but was concerned at the outset that they were a touch zealous. Useless, but after a while, necessary. An absolute requirement for human life to go on. Oh, five out, he could have done the job on his own if he put his back into it, but greatly appreciate the Foundation making his mighty burden less heavy over the years. So he chose to watch them from the inside, to steer them in the right direction when he could without toppling them over. He realised now that he had failed hilariously in this pursuit, but thankfully it didn't matter anymore. For the first time, humanity was truly free, and that meant the thing that called itself Overseer 8 could finally let go of the weight it carried for so long. So he did. And in that instant, he could hear the horrifying unified roar of thousands of starving abominations from across space, now immediately aware of the Earth's existence. Wait, wait, so he was, like, keeping Earth secret? I guess so, yeah. How did that work before he was born? Well, he's existed for life forever, from the implication. What the fuck? Okay, so I know, I know, no canon, I know, but like, with the amount of sheer insane things, there's like, rulified magic. There are people who, oh, if I don't exist, simply everything will immediately come near. Like, what is the point of keeping things secret for the Foundation at this point? (laughs) There is more anomalous shit on Earth than normal shit. You know what I mean? Like, why? I don't know. (laughs) Tell me! You're number four on the wiki! Tell me what the reason is! Must there be a reason? Yeah, there must. <laughs> can it not simply be... Uh, can it not simply be compulsion? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Perhaps it's just mental illness. Yeah, that's what it seems like at this point. It's like, oh, humans couldn't handle it. Humans are clearly handling it just no, fine! They can't handle it, they'll go insane. They're, they're thriving they'll right crazy. now. No, they're not thriving. I can't see it. They're not human. Kill no. them all. No, their SCPs are anomalous now. <laughs> It's, so it's, all, it's all fucked. <laughs> it's like we've gotten so fucking far from the core premise of SCP. O five one like saw a girl sporting guns today. The foundation has fallen. <laughs> Those shitheads. It's like we used to be a real country. It's just like people at Walmart. <laughs> Even oh, the man. summer I eat slop. Oh. <laughs> They began to tear through space like a machete through pudding towards a defenseless and exposed planet. Until Anton consuming this next meal, the long line of planets devoured that stretched back to the beginning of time. 
Are you sure this is how you want to play it? A woman, <laughs> this is scary, materialized next to the overseer in a wash of seawater <laughs> that splashed upon the nearby lava and tensed up clouds of steam. Oh, she's like an anomaly. No, no worries. Damn. She was incomparably beautiful, clothed in corals and shells and seaweed, with hair as red as blood and skin of alabaster. Oh, is this Poseidon and uh, Aphrodite or some shit? Hmm. Ah. She smiled in a way that failed to be anything other than predatory. She was the single most violent, barbaric, and disgusting thing that Overseer 8 was aware of, and she was also his sister. Just, just like young Sheldon. Damn. <laughs> Real? <laughs> Poor Sheldon, dude. Fuck him. He replied, Really? After all this time, you expressed doubt? She laughed daintily. The Overseer heard echo through the thousands of man's creatures that lived behind her eyes, until it became a howling cacophony of bestial hunger. No, dear, I have no doubts. Merely surprised at your sudden laxity. He snorted and brushed some ass from the lapel of his charcoal suit. I have no reason to keep holding you back. There aren't any more people for you to devour and enslave if you haven't noticed already. You and your spawn are free to do as you wish. You have everything you've ever wanted. Freedom, a legion of fanatic servants that you've twisted beyond recognition. An entire cosmos to gnaw on. Go nuts. But I'd leave soon if I were you. There are some disagreeable things on the way and they'll try to kill us if we're still here. She seemed pensive. Drawn by what, I wonder? The overseer looked up. The last humans were gone. Or siphon, or perhaps just curious about an active and energetic planet appearing out of nowhere. Either way, they're coming and not for polite conversation. She regarded him with unconcealed curiosity. But what will you do, my oh-so-serious brother? None of your so-called innocence to keep safe from bad old me. No more foundations prop on your shoulders. Are you going to guard the rocks now? You're doing a terrible job. I think most of them are on fire. He smiled and began to gather his essence around him. I might, actually. What's left of them, anyhow? What purpose do I have now? I've been defined by death and pain and sacrifice my entire existence. I spent millions of years trying to stop you from munching on the life that gave us our very reason to exist. He chuckled. I am the sorrow of all humanity, and their pain, their endurance, their memory, their mind and honour. The one who stopped them from being animals, who watched them, taught them, and ministered to their better nature while keeping out the things that wanted to eat them. Our elder brother, in his wisdom, has decided that their time has finally come. They don't need me anymore, and they don't need you either. If they ever did, they're beyond us now. What am I going to do? My dear, I'm going to do what I've always done. I'm going to endure. I will shoulder a burden most heavy. The overseer pulled from the uh, colossal anchor as long as he was tall, covered in rust and barnacles and twisting nearby space with its sheer cosmic mass. The sum total weight of all humanity's pain, sadness, anger, and just anguish and determination to exist through it all. The burden they had left behind. It entered real space with a subtle boom that extinguished every fire in a hundred mile radius. He hefted the um, great weapon and laid it across his shoulder, where it always belonged. He looked to the stars, where noble heritages from the far reaches of reality shrieked down towards them. Will you join me? The woman, the hunger, lust, ferocity, and rage of what had been mankind, grinned wide, showing teeth that had bitten through continents in ages long since past. This once, brother, I will. Let us teach them how to fear. She disappeared. They're going to go all out. <laughs> An ocean of pale flesh, rotting and shrieking, made of the corpses of thousands of years of the planet's most furious dead, exploded from beneath the bedrock of North America. The avalanche of wrathful corruption ground its tendrils in the bones of the earth and yawned its many moors, reaching upward towards the sky in desperate need of the violence that gave it its heart. The man who is not the Foundation's eighth overseer armoured himself and plates the purest stone, hewn from the agony and valour of Earth's most secret and worthy dead. 
He gathered what remained of the planet's ocean around him and rose. The last night, the eternal guardian of the soul of humanity ascended to fulfill his oath, and together they raged their final war. So that was neat and all, but like... Forgive me for saying, but like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I like they vaguely mentioned O five eight was like on Thrive's side in another article. That's it, and now he's like, I am the god of humanity who created the Foundation, and I am also the Giga Man. <laughs> like, who the fuck yeah, is this guy? Is... No, I don't know. I'm not familiar. If this is like other law. <laughs> yeah, it's, it just seems very sudden. <clears throat> anyway, I assume you want a popcorn and yeah, drink yes. some more of your soda pop. Thank you. Little sips. It's okay, I've got you. Allow me. 051 strode out of the ruins of his bunker, his face a mask of rage and grief. He, they, had protected humanity for so long. Humanity was imperfect, it was chaotic, and it was the only thing he'd ever loved. And now he was finally alone. Wait, this, how does this follow up from the last thing we read where they were like, we're gonna blow everybody up? <laughs> he's, he's on the bit that hasn't quite disintegrated. Uh. A truth that had been figurative for over 2,000 years is now literal. Jesus! No. But the irony was piled in his throat. He stared at the new blue star and let out a roar of frustration. He poured every sacrifice, every tragedy, every Montauk, and every victory into his voice. When he fell silent, a little of him remained. I'd do it all again. All of it, 1,000 times over. Even if I knew I would still fail. He straightened up and began to pace. I see you in the sky, rising to a final betrayal with a being that is nothing more than a mockery of true life. You abandon everything your ancestors have built, everything we have shed blood to protect. I know this is the end. I can feel life itself leaving this world. But had you stood with us rather than against us, we could have won. Conceive. We could have endured as we've always endured, survived as we've always survived. Just one more containment. Containment. <laughs> but you were seduced by power. You may have become gods, but that is something less than human, not more. Wow, this guy's a hella humanist. It's like the, this is like the endgame Redditor. The present isn't worth the loss of the future and the past. It was almost good. (laughs) 051 stopped and turned to face someone who wasn't there. Hello, Fritz. Didn't no one ever teach you that it's rude to interrupt a soliloquy? Nobody said nothing. You always stood with us, but when I needed your guidance more than ever, you were gone. Why? Nobody said nothing. We'll both be dead soon. Just tell me why. For the sake of everything we sacrificed on the altar of our ideals. Tell me why you abandoned them. Joseph, it wasn't the greater good anymore. Jigsaw? Neither being spoke again. Yeah, the wanderer had ended his journey and nobody was never no one. Okay, yeah, this just feels like uh, there's a lot of foundation knowledge I'm supposed to have outside this article. Because, like, what the fuck is any of this happening for? In low-earth orbit, an entity was still, watching with its many steel eyes. It glinted in the light of the faraway sun. Spires of dull, towering metal drifted in the cosmic wind, each with a glowing orange core, each the size of a small city. The constructs contained enough power to vaporize star systems. With one thought, the entity at the center of this grand iron cathedral could gaze upon light years of space and reduce them to a hot slurry of base particles. Its cannons, reactors, generators, armor, and power were infinite in the truest sense of the word. Its disparate network of machines floated in the void, orbiting around one locus. 
Nestled at the heart of this assembly of endlessly destructive engines was the form of a human woman, small and unimpressive, an afterthought, kept only out of a sense of vague respect for what the entity used to be, a nostalgic figurine, skin of pure elemental iron, the entity's favourite, a gentle fairy globe could we see beneath, between the plates, a hint of the furnace at his heart. The small figure looked at his own hands and wondered. It was still known to itself as Monica. The pa- the, 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 I know firepower! She had more or less lost her humanity completely. She was no longer a person, she knew it. Either that or the definition of humanity had changed forever. She kept her name and the memories of what she used to be. Her knowledge was as close to complete as it could have been after devouring and integrating most of what used to be the internet and the secure database of the erstwhile United States. But she found herself incapable of forgetting, and she didn't want to. The waters near her, the survivors who had descended alongside her, who she had led to absolution. There was the thing that once called itself Dozer. He and his engineers, who had always been fast friends, had elected to encase themselves in stone and fuse, becoming one mind. Now they formed a monolithic citadel of beautiful white and black statuary, with miles of carvings of people and houses and plants and bygone civilizations, which moved within the halls and spires and drifted in the solar breeze of life of their own. Memories of where they had come from, humour of rock and new, giving new life to stand for all time. Ogre and Violet were there as well. On their last day before, le- before leaving Earth, they had married and wove their essences together. Now they exist as a great menagerie of plants and animals across dozens of floating islands with their own pockets of breathable air and gravity. On the large style were two thrones in which the two lovers sat and looked down upon the lives they had saved with pride and affection, determined to find a place where Earth's treasured creatures could live anew. And there was Norman. He was nameless now, a moon-sized mass of flesh swathed in a sea of luminous and rich blue-green water. Great leviathan shapes could be seen moving under the waves of its surface, creatures of Norman's own design which had taken on a strange and alien existence of their own. His mind unreeled for light years in all directions, hunting for minds to discover and learn, relentless in his quest for learning and enlightenment. And there were many thousands of others, each with shapes incredible and unique, everyone on an expression of a human mind let loose from the constraints of mere possibility. Below these gods, the planet they had once called home burned and shuddered. Can I pop come back to you for a bit? Sure. Little life remained in the wake of the destruction that the Foundation had wrought, and their desire to remain the only true humans. They had cracked the continents with their bombs and boiled the seas in their technological rage. The energies whirled, and all the while the blue simply existed, uncaring and unmoving in the face of all their wrath. The tree had grown until it was no longer a tree. It became a sprawling ecosystem of its own, a huge network of glowing aquamarine tendrils that had sprouted and overtaken most of the western United States. And once the world began to burn, it left. It ascended into the sky, a massive aggregate of interwoven strands that glowed, indifferent to the suffering and destruction. It blossomed and writhed languidly in orbit with the ones that it had changed, reacting to nothing, simultaneously comforting and terrifying. This is what would have happened if you hadn't burned the Erd tree in all <laughs> <laughs> I think, unironically, that is what would happen. Nah. Wasn't it like a parasite? Yeah, I think it's implied like there's like many uh, trees on like different planets or like dimensions and shit yeah exactly because like when you're fighting the uh, the but this spoils for Elden Ring by the way when you're oh, fighting yeah. the last place you can see like thousands of earth trees oh. it ascended into <laughs> the, the sky <laughs> a massive aggregate of interwoven strands that glowed indifferent to the 
suffering and destruction. Oh, sorry, I already read this. Monica had never had great love for the Foundation, but now understood what a purpose they had served. They had chained back thousands of humanity's unseen and immortal foes. They had been the bedrock upon which civilization rested. Why are we wanking the Foundation? I loved it so much when it was like, oh, we're overthrowing the status quo, we're making war for people. Now it's just like back to Foundation wanking and O5s being gods. I'm not a fan of this whatsoever. <laughs> this is like depressing me. This was such a cool canon, bro. For so long, they'd been salvation itself, and she knew that it was likely that without them, she would not exist. She supposed it was fitting, then, that they had decided to die upon finally being rendered obsolete. Humanity no longer needed them, and in their rage at their loss of purpose, they'd chosen to self-immolate rather than go on. Better, right, Drac? This is like when fucking people glaze Sakuna right before they get owned. <laughs> it's so like, wow. the foundation? <laughs> For real. Before the end, she'd spoken with some of them. She'd become too powerful to threaten by that time, and wanted them to see reason. Surely eternity was worth letting go of some outdated principles and prejudices. Surely the definition of what was anomalous no longer mattered, and they could come to see that it was senseless to prolong such a futile struggle. But all they said was one more containment, just one more, bro. <laughs> just one more. But they spat in her face and chose the fire instead. They would rather normalcy be absolute than live one more day sharing a planet with such unclean and abhorrent monsters. And so Monica saved who she chose to leave, and left them to their blaze of glory. For all intents and purposes, they had been humanity itself, but that no longer meant what it used to. The future was so much larger than a ball of rock ruined by those that chose to burn eternity to salvage the past. Out there was possibility, potential. The far bounds of reality failed to care that humanity yet existed, that they had come upon the cusp of their apotheosis. But Monica swore that she would make them care. They would sear their sign upon the stars themselves. They would thrive and quake the pillars of creation with their advent. She shed one final tear, a droplet of molten metal that drifted into the expanse, a memento for those that had fallen to ignorance and pride and pointless strife. She signaled to her people, and they left the Earth behind, to seek their fate in the cosmos. Alone in its orbit, the blue, the Empyrean parasite, the ineffable creature of secret inner fire that had been first among all of life, saw. The results of its work were painted across eons, and this latest thread it had woven into the great tapestry pleased it to no end. There had been such potential here, and now it was realized in full. It would need to be to withstand what was to come. It laughed, a quiet sound that buckled the stars in their stride and twisted space itself in a paroxysm of primal joy. A victory well won. And it also laughed to see if the grand defenses of this reality were yet strong enough. I think... I liked this canon, mm -hmm. but I think they sort of jumped the shark. Is that the right term? Uh, maybe it's maybe. not. But like, think, it's, it's just like, the right phrase. I think, yeah. It's too much in scope, yeah. So I feel like what would have made this ending more powerful is if we had developed these O5s being all special. If we had developed Monica and these other characters. The only real narrative thread we got was Shape of a Gun, which was mm. beautiful, by the way. I still love that article. But, like, a lot of the other apotheosis was just, like, events happening. Right, okay. Badass fights. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like they have this big emotional buildup of everything that's going forward and, like, now they're gods who can sail the stars and humanity's gone. Oh, but are they strong enough yet for the even greater threat? It's like, there's so much, like, wanking going on and all this shit and like we don't even know these characters or like have any stakes in this it's like so beyond what we can even comprehend as people um that it like it almost feels purposeless you know what i mean I get you like if there like, was a i enjoyed yeah. it i enjoyed the imagery the prose the was all very yeah, good of course um but for example like 058 like that didn't quite work because i i don't know if i missed something or forgot something but who, who's this guy 
Yeah. They mentioned him briefly in one of the things. He was, like, the first guy who was, like, we should just join the Thrives or whatever, I think. Mm. But, like, I might be misremembered. But it's just, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to be the guy who's, like, oh, SCP suck. They're all about end of the world, and that's bad. But, like, I just really, I feel like they had some real momentum at the beginning of this canon. And, like you said, praise, uh, uh, prose, and, like, the writing was all beautiful. But, like, I feel like they really missed a chance to make this ending hit home. It just felt like it was a lot of, like, flowery writing and prose without any real meaning behind it or like emotional payoff i was just like oh okay so they're all space gods and there's some even more incomprehensible larger threat out there like it was literally the fucking it was like how trigger studio trigger always does their endings with like fucking uh gurren lagan darling in the franks all that shit um uh, fucking uh, kill a kill, where it's always like, oh, you thought you defeated the real enemy, but now there's the big space mm. enemy. <laughs> he wanders <laughs> the out there. You <laughs> the spiral. You thought the spiral king was your enemy? No, it's the anti spiral. Well, that's what I was like halfway through the series, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like I don't know. Um, I appreciate it for what it was. I'm not trying to shit on you, Modern Erasmus, or the canon as a whole. Good Overall, it was a like fun a superhero read. sort of setting guy for because that, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's X Men. It's a little bit X Men. Yeah, I just wish we had gotten a little bit more. Uh, articles in the line of Shape of the Gun and a little bit more before we get to whatever the fuck this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, because I have to admit, this may be because of like, the time between reading, I didn't remember all these guys. It's like, ah, so this is what happened to Roger. I vaguely remembered Armando. I remembered Monica, yeah, I remember obviously, Armando from and Monica, the they were very memorable, but the other names, yeah. I, I wouldn't have I recalled as much. Yeah. But overall, I'll be nice. I'll give this one a I, I, I 7 out of 10. I did enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a 7 out of 10 myself. He gives it plus 1. I'll upvote it, but just know. My eyes? I don't know about that one. Uh, you ha- you said you had another. Do we have time for it? Uh, I think we have time. This was a short one. It was recommended in the uh, in the Discord server. Oh, I love recommendations. Wait, hold on. Webcam Tanhony reading recommendations. Who are you? My name is Tanhony. He's devilishly smiling. It's not him. It's an imposter. Oh, yes, definitely. keep reading. <laughs> what is that voice? <laughs> That's Twin Peaks voice. Ooh. Let's right. rock. I love rock. This is SCP-4420. This is called A Potato First by Lieutenant Flops. Oh, Flops. I remember Flops. Displaying archived documentation. SCP-4420. Class Euclid. Disruption Clash Kenek. We have a picture of it here. It's like some sort of fruit. A potato it looks like the top of someone's bald ass head. With like a little dent in it. It's all red. Wait, why did you move your hand to your own head? It's okay. It's, uh, it's funny. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, was, I didn't need you. It's just, uh, maybe it's like a turnip. Yeah, when I think about it, or a potato. Are you okay? Do you call it like a turnip? No, the picture, <laughs> not you. You are, you are beloved. No. Special yeah. containment procedures. <laughs> SCP four four two O is situated in a secure position. Why am I like in the fucking Zoom call right now? <laughs> yeah, you, eight, you're all stanced up. In the site eighty two, arboretum. 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 It's like when they <laughs> so put trees and shit. 
<laughs> Sensitive containment map module 819 regulates the entrance to an artificial pocket dimension large enough to confine the SCP. We can just do that. Containment technicians yeah. have installed force synchronized Scranton Marlowe topology stabilizers, which maintain dimensional stability inside the module. Oh, we the Foundation have to keep no. people from all the anomalous shit. Casually creates pocket dimension. <laughs> it's fine. I it, have though. to use a machine. The blue shit didn't do it. <laughs> it's not hypocritical. Shut up. Remember when we just had to throw a statue in, like, a shit cell? Exactly. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> this is like, uh, we lost it in a 5D class in one separate freeze. What's going to be having a reality anchor? <laughs> the budget is the budget. <laughs> There's not enough You time. got $10 and be grateful. <laughs> uh, that's that's a, good, a good idea, actually. Maybe we still have the, like, the guy in charge of 173. He's just like yeah. embezzling massive amounts of the budget. Yeah, they're like, why do you take as much to contain as this thing that's in like another dimension? We do like, a lot behind the it. scenes, okay? It's no, no, he, he, loves, like, he, no, he tells everyone else that he's like, oh, we got so much shit. We got reality anchors. We got like, fucking artificial <laughs> vision modules to keep it still. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a bare bones room, and they have like one janitor scrubbing yeah. the floor. All the money he claims we spend on like the anomalous shit, he just keeps. <laughs> And instead of doing something super easy and simple to keep it still, he just has two guys take turns exactly. drinking. <laughs> People die he's all like, the time. Like, boy, here is like fire in his face and money. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's in. Uh, what's a place rich people go? He's in Hawaii. He's like, like a million call, miles like, away. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Bell Graham. He's <laughs> like, sir, we need more equipment. He's like, sorry, you're breaking up. Oh, margaritas <laughs> for me. <laughs> a little hand wave he did oh I love webcam tan description SCP is a red Idaho <laughs> potato with a current mass of 400 million kilograms and external dimensions 150 meters by 65 meters by 55 meters the SCP displays the following ectoentropic properties the SCP responds to moisture shrinkage 5% every two weeks by generating a new amount of moist potato matter during this event, a random Idaho citizen's drinking water transforms into starch-rich potato-flavored water, which grants the ability to commune with paint potatoes for three to ten hours under consumption. Ooh. Fantastic. <laughs> Exposure to... What, what does the potato have to say? What? What did you say? You, you can commune with the potatoes, but what can they tell you? What do they perceive? Uh, stop using us to make clocks. It hurts. Please. <laughs> why do people do That's that to why potatoes? we do it. <laughs> They're like, I'm trying to reach my cousin in your pantry. He's reaching his tendrils. No, that's so sad. Why did you write it like that? That's so sad. He's <laughs> like, just a little bit more, Barry. Barry. Barry's already dead. <laughs> he didn't thrive. Barry! Thrive! Wait, did, did Thrive, do you think Thrive affected, like, plants and I, I animals? So. It's like, we humans are finally ascended to God and we get stabbed in the back by, like, a carrot. <laughs> yeah, the it's pumpkin like, king is, like, sitting on a... We for too long. The, the blue wasn't introduce... for you. <laughs> we are the children of the corn. <laughs> Quite literally. He peels his face off and there's just corn behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, number two. Exposure to electromagnetic radiation, the human visual spectrum. 
400 nms to 700 nms produces nanometers that's all said produces potato matter of a randomized form this matter relates to potatoes at various conceptual levels be that immediate or vague this new matter grows along the side of the SCP and attaches itself via esoteric means beyond current agricultural understanding observed firm forms include a variation 5,000 potato varieties grown globally uh, including other anonymous potatoes <laughs> like 3314 like Sheldon Types of cooked potatoes such as mashed potatoes, French fries, and potato chips. 1996 uh, Idaho County Junior League Potato Sack Race Champion Michelle Brown, age six. Oh my That's, god. What is like copies of <laughs> <laughs> They have backups. We are the children of the potato. <laughs> a species of Jerusalem cricket, colloquially known as potato bug, composed of sweet potato. These insects have infested 8% of the SCP to date. Mimetic annui, affecting 10% of persons within a 5 kilometer radius. Free! The SCP displays evident immunity to decay. It, does, it thrives! The SCP consumes nice. most organic irregularities almost immediately after their growth and produces healthy potato matter in their place. Nice! The SCP consumes food and organic waste within 20 meters of its surface. Any nearby organic material transforms into potato YouTuber of equal mass and teleports into the SCP. This includes Wait, hold on. Can, Sorry? can we get a potato VTuber? Or just, it's a VTuber, but it's just a potato girl or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. You know, it's like those figures, like, I drew the, the brands as anime girls. It's like, I drew different kinds of potatoes as anime girls. <laughs> Hell yes. Idaho chat. Idaho chat. I love Idaho chat. This includes small, even after the controversy. Oh, well, hold on. I didn't know about that. <laughs> it's always weird when you're like, I'm a fan of X, and someone's like, you didn't hear they killed puppies <laughs> in their spare the time? <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh. This includes small animals to five kilograms. 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 In mass. As of current documentation... <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Watching your brain freeze in real time. <laughs> As of current this documentation, is <laughs> you see the deterioration. <laughs> yeah. The SCP has been it's growing a- for 22 years. They're playing the sad TikTok music in the background. It's like, oh, my love. And you're like going crazy over time. Oh, look at him. There's no light in his eyes. He's gone. Hello? Are you upset? Tan? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> This serves no content in the episodes, just for me. That's how much she loves me. It's entertainment just for me. Let us know in the right. comments if you want to see my fucking face. <laughs> Alright, we have updates. Yeah, there's updates for you, please. Tell me about it. Okay. Updates. 1. 10 May 2019. Field researchers discovered foreign fluid with trace amounts of thalmic contaminants in the local groundwater. The Site-82 Operations Command Office initiated Mandate 373-OV91, which... Co- oh, we, we read that, yes, right? Yes, Thrive. Is thrive that Thrive? Juice. Uh, oh, I knew thrive it. Juice. Which calls for immediate <laughs> lockdown and destruction of foreign substances. Security staff considered the lockdown successful within the hour. You know, if I saw because some Thrive Juice, I would slip that shit. Mm. It's like slurp juice from Fortnite. <laughs> because of its containment level. By the way, did you hear they added the chicken to Fortnite? I was going to say Metal Gear Solid, but <laughs> chicken from Family Guy? Yeah. Does he fight, Peter Griffin? Yeah. Nice. It, like, it's a skin you can buy. Oh. So you can fight the Peters. I've always been like an in-game war. <laughs> What's fucked up is the chicken looks fat like it does in the show, but not Peter. So, I don't even know what the excuse is anymore. It's, it, it looks awful. I, I have to admit, the Peter Griffin skin, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so the truth comes out. Controversial thing. He doesn't look like him. 
It's like a Are weird you... modded Divina version. Hmm, interesting. Because of its containment, however, the SCP remained unaccounted for. At 2151 CDT, 4420-0 absorbed thomic fluids and developed sapience lasting for 32 hours. What the fuck? What is that? What? 32 hours? You it's a unit of time. No, you have like a little... You put something in your eye. It's, it's the dice. I'm holding up dice. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were like inserting something. <laughs> in your eye. Just drops. <laughs> During this time, it displayed the ability to manipulate informational constructs. 4420 then disseminated 362 SMS messages to on-site staff. A series of received messages is as follows. Can you see me? Please look at me. I'm big. Look at me. Do you think I'm pretty? Is that what I really look like? No way. Is that how you see me? You can't see me like this. I'm not good enough, am I? Not for you. How could I be? Leave me alone. I'm a monster. I'm sorry I look this way. It's a potato. Realized it's a potato. 12 May 2019. At 5.51 CDT, at 4.420 ceased all anomalous growth and displayed signs of accelerated decomposition. The SCP has been reclassified. Did it kill itself? Why? Because it was so ugly. Okay, so this article made me giggle. Upvote, 9 out of 10. But, like, also, what? Why? That's so sad. It understood that it was a potato. (laughs) Why did you become more British when you said potato? Potato. (laughs) Oh, just me and my wee little farm. Don't worry about it. Actually, that's more Irish, if anything. Why Why are you pretending to be Irish, Dan, as a British man? Tell me. Oh, oh, that face. Uh-oh. I caught with a sound in the cookie jar. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Hold on. We have some comments to read, okay? Con. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? I was, I was doing con. <laughs> gotcha. Chris Merkel Studio says, Great episode, guys, and good to have you back. Oh, I think... Sorry. <laughs> He's clapping. I think it's actually pretty funny that while the American War for Independence was the most important time in American history, for the British, it was Tuesday. (laughs) Makes sense given how much longer the history of Great Britain is compared to that of America. Notice how this guy says Great Britain and not United States of America. Very interesting to me. We're not very united, though, are you? (laughs) Damn. That was a good one. If you're united, there'd be no need for different states. (laughs) Yeah, and with all the shit Texas is doing right now. Exactly. We need to we need to figure out what's going on. Yeah, there's literally not enough time to teach British school kids about every time a colony had a successful uprising and achieved independence. Sounds like you guys have taken a lot of L's. Uh, so it makes sense that Brits have no opinions about Benedict Arnold. Most of them probably have no idea who he was. That's so sad. <laughs> Benedict Arnold gave his life and his reputation for you people. You cast him away. Okay, George was like, "How weak." There are no you British to, teachers to slay Washington. And I like to think there's to one return. quirky British history teacher that like cries and he's like, he's like Benedict. He gave everything. <laughs> he gave everything and you all don't care. He's like, just on their phones. He's like one of the other spies like Benedict, you gave the British everything. He's like, not everything. Not yet. He was like Campbell for the British. It was like unrequited love that he gave freely. Although I do think it would be funny if the new he internet was like, bit fucking, was like... Um, <laughs> What's it, the, the king from Elden Ring? What's his name? Godfrey? No, the one who's like the, the, foul tarnished. Margaret? Yeah, it's like the thing in his soul is like he was not loved in return by the Elden for he was never loved, but loved it he did. No! <laughs> Benedict Chan! 
God, I want a Souls game now that's just like based on the revolution. It's like killing all the people. Because then like George Washington walks into like the fucking castle is like foul revolutionary <laughs> in search <laughs> of independence. <laughs> Have it writ upon thy meager state. <laughs> Slain by King George, the last of all kings. <laughs> I mean, he kind of was, right? Yeah. After that's been all queens. Well, we've got a king right now, but let's be honest, he's not... Does he, he count we, the pedophile king? No, it's, he's, well, he may be a pedophile, but he's not, like, the known <laughs> pedophile. Oh, I thought it was. He probably is, so. Yeah. Uh, MT2K21 But like, says, let's be honest, we don't have him for long. Ooh, what happened? Is he dying? Well, he's old. Uh, who's next? Uh, Henry? Know, who fucking gives a shit? Because the Yeah, when are you guys gonna just get rid of your stupid fucking monarchy? fucking worthless. Yeah, why don't you guys get rid like, legitimately, why don't you get rid of them? All I ever hear anyone say is it's, like, either tradition, yeah, which is, like, conservative bullshit. bullshit. I, I looked at your list. It's let not me go into his house it, and look at him like he's in a zoo. You know what the thing is? I looked, at, I looked into it, too. Not even in the top ten revenue generators for England. We can build a uh, Disneyland there. Go in the castle. Yeah. Disneyland. <laughs> then you get some tourists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disneyland right in the middle of Buckingham. Build Colony it's Land. It's all the places you guys colonize. You can get different kinds of food there. Yeah, racism land. Racism land. All sorts of racist stereotypes. Yeah, people it's love like that. It's like Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Buckingham Palace is already kind of racist exactly. land. It's just being more honest about it. Exactly. We need to uh, do something to it. MT2K21 says... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hello, guys. Let's look who just bought the Buckingham Palace. It's me, Mr. Beast. We're going to go on a house tour. I was looking for this comment. <laughs> <laughs> what is up? Today we are finishing what Guy Fox started. MC <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, Senior researcher, these SCPs are very hostile and must be neutralized. Junior researcher, aren't they mad because we're trying to kill them? Senior, well, yes, but actually, no. Uh, Shythalia says, at this point, just activate 2000. Actually, true. Then get the blue on them. Yeah, that's true. Arcadian Lakshus says, good morning, and great episode, guys. It's, 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 I know, it's been a while, because, like, half of these are new names I don't recognize. <laughs> these have been the new fandom has grown. Doing the hiatus. The, the fresh crop. Yeah. I love the fresh crop. Good morning and great episode, guys. It's been a while. Uh, I think I missed an episode. I love the Apotheosis canon. However, I want to recommend two other canons for you. One is actually a side timeline with a larger canon, War on All Fronts, Anastasis. The other I've recommended before, and it's the Red Tape canon by Rounderhouse. Actually, that canon just had another tale added to it last weekend. Yeah. Also, the Horror of Blood canon. I've heard about Horror of Blood vaguely before. Is that good? Mm. Um, I've not read it to be honest why are all SCP canons like apotheosis whore of blood it's it's never just like the scrunkly team because um, you want to grab people's attention I guess it's it's never anything like a little bit more pulled back it's never like oh well, the, we don't the know mystery what the about. maybe it's about the uh, horror the, the mystery on Tallarico Street it's always like <laughs> John Doe his, sar- his, his sarkic who lightning hmm. uh, Quaker Button says 
Darnell asked if there was a sh- list of short articles somewhere on the site. On the user-curated lists page, there's a list of short SCPs titled Flash Fiction. There's a good selection of stuff, and every article has one liner quote from it included underneath to give you a taster of what it's like. I'd highly recommend it if you want to fill five minutes of airtime with something short but can't think of an article to read. Uh, you should write that down somewhere. Uh, sure. Notepad. Repalu says, another great episode. Thanks for making my days better. Oh, thank you, Repalu. Thank you. Ballora Silviana. Okay, these are definitely like a new crop of fans. <laughs> I don't recognize these names. Welcome, guys. We're so happy to have you. Ballora Silviana Princess Ruby says, happy 2024 New Year's. by Discovering SCP, Discovering SCP and Darnell SCP channel. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Omnigas 2054 I'm <laughs> <laughs> separate What does this mean? Omnigast says, second app of the year OMG, I finally caught up for the fourth time and I'm leaving my first comment I love the podcast Thank you Omnigast, happy to have you Gayhall Nils goes A second episode, yippee <laughs> Sarah's second episode is at Tanhony Towers <laughs> Interesting uh, and lastly, an anomalous writer says, second dep of the year. Let's go! Thank you, Anomnom. I love you, Nami Nom. Uh, I think that's everything, right? Yeah, I think now? so as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'll release me, promise? Release you? Sure. <laughs> no. You'll be released from this place. <laughs> Puts a gun to my head. <laughs> You'll be released from all. Right. <laughs> we'll now fry, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs>